with you on the Nashville Soccer Show, and we have got an excellent interview coming up for you here on 104.5 The Zone alongside Lucas Panzica and Davey Shepard. I'm Will Bowling. Pleased to be joined by United States men's national team head coach Greg Berhalter. Uh, Greg, really looking forward to having the United States here the Sunday before Labor Day as uh, they kick off home World Cup qualifying against Canada. Uh, I know the city is really excited. How are you? I'm doing well. How you doing, man? We're great. We're great. Looking forward to talk with you. And and I'm curious as we kind of dive into what this summer has been like and what World Cup qualifying will be like. Um, what does a normal week look for you? Uh, look like for you right now? Are are you kind of balancing scouting yourselves and scouting the Nations League, the Gold Cup, and and what you did over previous competitions as you get ready for World Cup qualifying? Or uh, do you just spend a lot of time watching your players in MLS and abroad right now? So right now we're, we're at about a um, 50-50 mix of watching our players um, perform for their clubs and then scouting um, our opponents for the upcoming qualifying window. So we, we split t- time between those two things. And it's important, you know, some of the European guys are just starting their season, so it's important to get a gauge on how they're playing and what they're doing. And then following up on some of our MLS guys and just making sure that they're in good form and um, competing well in their games. As you look back on what this summer was, obviously it's, it's one of the busier summers uh, that certainly I can remember for U.S. soccer and for so many international teams with the Nations League and with the Gold Cup. What sticks out to you the most? What's the biggest thing you take away from the summer of 2021? You know, I, I think it's the, the mindset of the group. We had a really strong mindset of, of, um, of both teams that were competing in Nations League and the Gold Cup, and that makes a huge difference. You know, we... We've played Mexico, I think, now nine times in um, in, in finals, and um, we've won three times, and two of those times were this summer. So, you know, we've made a lot of progress as a group. The, the team is strong. The team is resilient and um, ready to compete in World Cup qualifying. Coach, it was quite a journey, right, throughout the Gold Cup. You were able to try out a lot of things throughout the tournament, whether it was shape, personnel, a very young team. And there were even moments where you guys said, you know, this wouldn't be the lineup if it were a World Cup qualifier as opposed to a Gold Cup semifinal. But then the final against Mexico comes along, and it's a final. It's against Mexico. It's largely the Mexican senior team. Was there a kind of a shift in mentality before that game, or do you think it was pretty consistent throughout the tournament? Well, you know, from day one, we got the guys together, I think, on, on July 5th. And from day one, you know, in that meeting, it was our objective is to win the Gold Cup. And we didn't waver from that at all. And, um, you know, there was a lot of outside narrative going around about what type of team it was, or this is only um, auditions for World Cup qualifiers. And, you know, that wasn't our message to the group. Our group, our message was let's keep getting better and put ourselves in position to win the, win the tournament. And when we get in position, take advantage of it. Coach, uh, no matter who the coach of this team was going to be, there was going to be a, a ridiculous level of expectation coming out of a failure to qualify for a World Cup. So it was going to be pressure packed no matter who got the job uh, and no matter the circumstances. But do you think the extra long coaching search maybe upped the ante even more and put even more pressure on you than there would have been in a normal, hey, three month coaching search, something like that? I don't know. You know, I, I'm not sure about that. What I do know, though, is that, um, you know, the fans are passionate and the fans want a winning product and the fans want to be able to get behind the team. And, and listen, I played for the national team for a long time and I'm a fan of the national team and I understand those expectations. So, 
you know, in the beginning when, you know, when, you know, we didn't win the first Gold Cup final that we were in, when we lost some friendlies, you know, people start panicking and, you know, because the, the, all they want is the best for, for our country. And I think we all want the same thing, right? So now it's just about getting on board, getting behind the team. It's a great group of guys. What I, what I think is a, a really high potential in this group and, and really bringing the energy for World Cup qualifying because we've got to get this right, man. You, I mean, you guys know we, we need to be in the next World Cup. How do you think your system's changed since you uh, first started with the U.S. men's national team? You came in with those well-drilled MLS sides who were kind of always prepared. And, uh, you know, you don't get the guys as much as you do in, say, a league. How have you had to adjust for the amount of time that you're seeing players on a weekly or monthly, quarterly basis? You know, that's a great point. And part of, um, you know, my learning curve or, or learning curve as coaching staff is just figure out, you know, how how quickly we can teach, how effectively we can teach and and, you know, what's the top level, right? What do the guys need to know at high level stuff? Because we don't have time to get into the weeds in a lot of this stuff. And a lot of it is just putting the guys in position to compete and getting, a, a, you know, good team shape. We got more aggressive with our defensive pressing, as you guys probably saw in the summer. And, you know, that's been leading to a lot of good, good ball possessions and a lot of um, getting the ball in dangerous areas. U.S. Men's National Team Head Coach Greg Berhalter with us here on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, Coach, I'm curious your thoughts on on Walker Zimmerman and the the season plus he's had in Nashville. I know we were so excited to to see a Nashville talent play for the United States, and it was so unfortunate to see him go down uh, with an injury in the Gold Cup. But since he's come to Nashville and since he's become MLS's Defender of the Year, where have you maybe seen him grow and evolve and sort of take the next step in his game? And where does he fit in this United States pool at center back? You know, so, so Walker was a guy that was there from day one in our first camp in, in January of um, 2019. And, um, you know, with the trade, we're, you know, you're unsure about how it's going to go. But what we saw is he quickly became a vital piece to Nashville. Um, huge reason for, for the success that they've had as a club. Um, you know, great defensive record that Nashville has. And he's a big part of that. You know, we know exactly what we're going to get out of Walker. He's a great leader. He's a great competitor. He's really good on set pieces, both offensively and defensively. And that's valuable for any team. Um, you know, for us, it's been fun to watch him grow into this role in Nashville. And it was great to have him in the Gold Cup. You know, it's unfortunate that he got injured in the, in the final game of the group stage. And, you know, we missed him in the knockout round. But, um, you know, fortunately, we were able to get the victory. Walker Zimmerman, just one of those guys whose stock kind of rose with his Gold Cup performance before the injury, right? And you could just go down the list. Matt Turner, what a breakout performance for him on that level. James Sands, Matthew Hoppy on the wing. Miles Robinson's goal in the final, just to cap a phenomenal tournament. The list goes on and on. But my question is, did winning this tournament with so many young players, good problems to have, but did that make your job a lot harder when it comes to determining squads for the upcoming qualifiers? No, I think it made my job a little bit easier. Um, you know, maybe I have to have harder conversations now. Right. But, you know, whenever we're dealing with a broader player pool, you know, that's better for the coaching staff. Um, interestingly enough, you know, there was a lot of soccer played this summer, right? With Copa America, with the Euros, with the, with the World Cup qualifiers. Um, the team we played in the, in the Gold Cup final was the youngest team of any of those, any of competitive soccer in FIFA this summer. And the Nations League was the second youngest team. So we're fielding a really young team. And I think that's, that's, it was really important to get these guys experience in the summer. 
and, and we accomplished that. We were, we were joking around a few weeks ago uh, when we saw the Nations League roster, and, and we consider ourselves relatively in the know here, uh, but the idea of, uh, of Shaq Moore, we were like, Shaq Moore, I don't, I've, I've never even seen this guy on a roster before, and so he jumped out at us. Who for you is one of those guys who's right now maybe around four or five on the depth chart that you're looking at this season at the club level thinking, okay, I'm really interested to see how the next six months play out for that guy? Oh, wow. There, there's a number of guys. You know, Ricardo Pepe, I think, is a good example of a, of a young, talented player with a ton of potential. Um, you know, I was I was really impressed the whole tournament with Gianluca Buzio. Um, you know, it's interesting to see, you know, how he's going to adapt um, to Serie A. You know, just tremendous poise for a young age. You know, he came on the field in the final. It looked like he's already played in five finals. Um, so that was that that was interesting and really good to see. But overall, you know, for us, it's, it's, you know, I think Shaq is a good example of how you just keep doing your trade, man. You stick to your work. You keep performing with your club and good things will happen. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in that no one's ever really ever out of the picture, right, unless they retire from soccer. We're always willing to give guys opportunity based on their performance. And Shaq's a good example of that fun to watch i'm going back a little bit before the gold cup uh, the recruitment of a guy like Yunus musa to the men's national team and you're seeing a lot of that now uh, the relationships and obviously it's all displayed on social media but the culture of this program right now feels more apparent than it's ever been maybe that's because of the youth and the social media and it all being in a spotlight but just how much has the culture of this team this program grown since you stepped in in 2018 in your estimation you know, I can't comment uh, on what went on before me, but what I could say is that we're, you know, we're very dedicated to our vision of what we want to do, uh, changing the way the world views American soccer. And that takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of sacrifice, but that's what drives us. You know, when, when you see the guys bonding together, when you see the guys um, accepting each other and working with each other and fighting for each other, you know, that's what it's all about. And when we know that you know, part of the game is going to be played with our tactics, but there's going to be a large part of the game that's going to be played with our spirit and our mentality. Greg, last thing for you. Uh, Nashville, of course, has has hosted United States games in the past. Of course, USA Jamaica in the Gold Cup uh, just a few short years ago. Uh, this city views this as an audition uh, for that World Cup uh, coming to the United States in, in 2026. What was your first impression of the United States uh, in that Jamaica match that you remember? And uh, is Nashville a fit for, uh, for hosting some World Cup games? Well, one thing I know for sure is, is Nashville, along with you know, other expansion markets, have come in and taken MLS by a storm with, with their atmosphere, with their energy, with their um, positivity. And I think that you, know, you want to play soccer in, in cities like Nashville. Um, you know, what I remember from that semifinal is we came out all over Jamaica. And then unfortunately there was about a 90 minute weather delay Yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, that we lost a little bit of momentum, but you know, we were able to win the game three, one and a good number of fans did hang around, but you know, we're certainly expecting to see more fans in the stands, um, you know, for the game in September. United States men's national team head coach, Greg Berhalter has been our guest. Greg, this has been uh, great to catch up with you. Uh, looking forward to having you guys in town uh, in a couple uh, short weeks here in Nashville. We'll see you soon, guys. Thanks for having me.